Ladies and gentlemen, it's the geeky side. I'm your host with the most, Will Nix, and this is my co-hostess with the most, is Tyra Burton. How are you doing, Tyra? I am caffeinated. Yeah, oh, world, watch out. We don't know what she'll say or do. <laughs> I'm drinking out of my Ravenclaw Turpus Tumbler, and I am happy. I'm still in my PJs for today, and I am ecstatic. Oh my gosh, I am too. This so, is great. <laughs> what y'all don't know is that we're recording at 4.47 p.m. on... <laughs> on a Monday. On a Monday. <laughs> I love federal holidays. I love them all. <laughs> well, I still did some work, but... Um, I, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't. Okay, my I, I don't like you as much as I did like. I got okay. I got some laundry done. How about that? I got a lot of laundry done. That's today. great. I was so ecstatic. I, I went away for um, Friday night, on uh-huh. a little semi writers retreat, which didn't end up being a writers retreat, but that's beside the point. Right. And while I was gone, my husband caught up the laundry. Whoa! Kudos to Shane, ladies and gentlemen, everybody. Golf clap! Thank, you, thank you, Shane. Yes. Well, laundry is his job. He does laundry. Okay. I do dishes. Okay. So every, you know, every couple has to figure out. Oh, that balance is, in, is extraordinarily important. <laughs> it is. So we have a, one of our fans actually helped us out this weekend and came in and did a favor for us. And I give Angela a shout out for coming out and helping us out. So, ooh, yeah. Sounds this, awesome. This Internet gig is starting to pay off. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, just y'all wait. We've got to move a wardrobe and a chest of drawers. So. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> It's always great when you post something on Facebook and you're like, who wants this for to do this? And then all of a sudden your co-host is like, mine. My brother needs it bad. (laughs) So he's getting it. (laughs) It's awesome. But, you know, we will get it. Hopefully there will not be a geeky side episode about how to take a wardrobe down a flight of stairs. Uh, It's called Alexander. (laughs) He can carry anything. You know, like this thing is like three times Alexander's size. It doesn't matter. The boy and I can do it. Do it. I will be filming this for. Yep. Yep. We, we might even do a YouTube live. I mean, a Facebook side. live. I'm not Facebook doing YouTube live. live. The geeky side moves furniture. That's right. Because right now the YouTube is a little uh, strong on the dislikes. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. Let's talk about that. It, uh, as we, as you know, folks, that listen, we also get into social media matters, and there's nothing bigger in social media right now. Though, well, there's two things. The first thing, though, is the Gillette ad. Yeah. And um, the company that promises the best the man can get. Well, Tyra, fill us in. Well, now it's the best men can be. Okay. It's, it's actually called a short film and not a commercial. Right. Um, and it's a minute and forty nine seconds. And mm-hmm. it's really about commercials. <laughs> yeah, it's not really. It's a commercial, but it's a short film. I know we have fun though. But it's really talks about um, you know being a good person. In my yes. in my mind, when I watched it, I had tears streaming down my face. Uh, by the time I got to the end of the one minute and forty nine seconds, because. It's not that <laughs> because of what? I said I'm not that connected to my razor. <laughs> I wasn't connected to the razor oh, at sorry, all. Sorry, sorry. Okay. <laughs> we don't even use the, the Gillette brand in this <gasps> household. I do. <laughs> I know. See? No, Shane uses a, a straight razor. Not a straight okay. razor. Um, what's that oh, thing called? Um, uh, when it's a single blade thing, you put it in a cartridge. Oh, okay. I don't know what it is. Yeah. He's an old-timey guy. No, thanks. I want my face to be smooth and, you know, cut free. <laughs> he's, a, he, he's amazing at it, but he's been doing it for a very, very long time. But it has, like, um, the We Believe is the name of it, The Best Men Can Be. And I'll link it in the show notes for you. But it has 1.1 million dislikes and wow. 669,000 likes plus one. I didn't find it so polarizing. I understand, I, you know, as a guy, I was watching this, and the first 10, first 10 seconds kind of upset me. I'll be honest. I was watching it. And I'm like, eh, this is a little. This is a bit of a generalization, a little hasty generalization here to use a you know a logic term. And I was going, why are we doing this? And then I started to understand. Okay, all right, okay, guys, we need to step up and you know check ourselves sometimes. And how about just people? Let's step up and check ourselves. And the only issue I have at the end is that it's still a- acting as if this is an all male issue. Right, and it's definitely not. I mean, there's in terms of bullying. I mean, we can talk about cat fights. Yes. Um, any of those We can get into things. labels. We can get into all sorts of labels, right? Absolutely. Heck, the whole movie about it called Mean Girls. <laughs> yes. Yes. There's the whole thing about it. But I, that wasn't their, their take. I think that 
There should be other things that are about that, but Gillette said, hey, let's go after this particular set of issues about bullying, standing up, doing what's right, and... uh, I don't know. I really liked it, but I'm female. I like the whole guy keeping keeping guys in check. You know, not just because you know only guys are going to commit these issues, but we've all we've all known that guy that oversteps a bound. Maybe he doesn't mean to. Maybe he's had a drink or two, or he's just being a jerk. Right. And you just have to go like check yourself, man, before you wreck yourself. You know that kind of stuff. You really got you're going to get in trouble if you don't stop being stupid. Yeah. And we've all had that person in our lives. Well, and I liked it because there's actually a spot in the commercial where the guy goes, "Bro, not cool, not cool." You know. Yeah. Yeah, just okay, who doesn't want the reminder friend? You know, that guy is like, hey, I don't, I don't know if what you're doing there is the best thing you're doing. You know, that guy. So, right. I didn't see it as such the, the big negative to masculinity. I, I mean, hello, you. I don't be a jerk. <laughs> right. Know? I mean, well, it was about Will Wheaton's call to action. <laughs> yes. <laughs> don't be a nickname for Richard. That's right, and that's pretty much what it was. And I mean, as someone who's picked on Will Wheaton, um, it's it's pretty much the truth. Well, it's I, I like the fact that they had young boys in there, yeah. like showing what your son should be like. And then I love the daddy with his little girl. Yeah, I thought that was great too. But I agree with you. I think if you're just watching like the first ten, fifteen seconds of it, it's not um, what you think it is. And some of the flashback, you know. Um, pushback i've seen on it is that it's uh it does away with traditional men and i'm like wait a minute when weren't traditional men held to honor and respect and i i I didn't see it like i didn't see it as a you know where have all the cowboys gone kind of moment i saw it more of a hey let's be the guys that we're supposed to be but make sure we keep our jerk friend in check i mean and you know get rid of that guy in our lives and don't be that guy um something else i the only other thing with it is that we've got to stop this this concept that there's one definition of masculinity. I thought we were past that, too. Right. I, and I think particularly this generation yes. uh, is past that. Well, even Gen X, I would say. I mean, we I we think were, we tried. Yeah, we did. We tried. But I think, I think Gen Z and um, the millennials really have defined masculinity different. And there's nothing wrong with that. They're defining femininity different. Differently, right. You know, like I, the females that I meet are all about being girl bosses and side hustles and, and about more than just being um, somebody's partner or wife or, you know, mother. Uh, right. Being their own people. Well, my, I mean, as someone who's raising one, my, my son now, who's now 14, we speak of him a lot. It, you know, it's a little difficult occasionally to figure out what what roles are, and he's like, I just do what I feel is what's natural, and so he does, and I think he's going along just fine. Oh, and he's a he's an outstanding young man. The outstanding young man award goes to Alexander. Alexander yes. Thank you, thank you, thank you, <laughs> proud father. Thank you, thank you. Dad and mom must have done half decent. <laughs> That's right. Something, something was done right, or we just left him alone. Well, and since we're we're in a marketing realm, I don't know if you've seen it, but there's a Silverado commercial mm-hmm. that has um, the Donnie and Marie Osmond song, a little bit country, a little bit rock and roll. Oh my God, I've seen that. Yes. <laughs> And I love it. Because, I hate that song, though. So. Well, whatever. But <laughs> what I love about it is it breaks stereotypes. Yes. In yes. terms of what likes country and what likes rock and roll. Oh, my only issue with the with the Gillette ad to go back to it for just a second oh. was the fact that it tried to tie itself into the Me Too movement, and I was like, ooh, a little cringy for me. Only because I don't like anyone selling off that kind of stuff. I don't like people who wrap themselves up in the flag to sell a product. I don't like somebody who wrap themselves up in a movement. It'd be kind of to be honest, like seeing Martin Luther King walk around with a you know an ad for I don't know whatever brand you can think of that would just it'd be like NASCAR. <laughs> Civil rights movement brought to you by. Well, you know, all our po- politicians really right. should be. I mean, like, they really should have that. Honestly, should. politicians should. When On I'm talking their about jackets. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I fully believe in that. Well, I, I will tell you what um, Gary Kumba, uh, the president of P&G Global, who owns um, Gillette, said, As the world's lead, largest marketer to men, we knew that joining the dialogue on modern manhood would mean changing how we think about and portray men at every turn. And they're actually committed to donating $1 million a year to nonprofits. Their first one that they're working with is the Boys and Girls Club. There we go. Good. So, Anything that brings people together. It's true. And, you know, it's. I, I'm going to go back to my Silverado commercial for just a moment. 
the marketing professor can't stop. I can't. Well, you know, because, okay, so if you're out there and you see it and you see the long version, it has like a lot of diversity in it. And if you see the really short version, it doesn't. It doesn't. The people who like country or who you think will like country and the people you think will like rock and roll are the people who will like rock and roll. Well, you know what this kind of reminds me of, though, this fight, and it's the same people complaining, is the Cheerio commercial. Oh, yeah. No, that's what we talked about. Is that not a good connection? It is. The Cheerio commercial the um, that had the um, multiracial couple, yes. the um, JCPenney's ad that had uh, for Mother's Day and Father's Day that had yep. same-sex couples. Yeah. Uh, we've seen this before. Yeah, this isn't new, people. I mean, still, move on. Move on. Don't care. Whatever you want to do, you know, just... It's an ad. I'm so glad I cut the cord. I didn't know about it until I saw an outrage on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> We've watched a lot of football in this household yeah, you've recently. Seen that ad. <laughs> a lot. <laughs> a lot of football. Well, on the geeky side of news, on something I wanted to, uh, and all this is geeky. Don't get me wrong, but this one is a really funny. One it was a news story that broke on, on the geeky news about being able to program liquid metal. <laughs> that sounds really good, doesn't it? It sounds great unless you grew up watching geeky movies like I did. That's how you get Terminators. If <laughs> we don't want to have Terminators. Look, people, the end is nigh. The liquid metal robots are coming. And, Ale- and they're all going to be called Alexa and Siri, and it's going to be a war between those two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hate to say this, but our Hey Google it does not Hey Google as well no, as our other no. device, whose name I can't say because she's in the room with me. <laughs> Right. The other one, hello, Alexa. <laughs> she's my response to the, the earbuds. She's very sensitive. She didn't hear you. I got on good headsets. <laughs> but, but no, it's just it, that kind of stuff. That, that was very funny. You've seen that news. I'm like, didn't we learn? <laughs> didn't we learn that's bad? No, no. Do we? This, no, we never we learn. learn. <laughs> Let's just be honest. <laughs> the Defense Department, my star was going, you know, I could use a Death Star. <laughs> <laughs> Where is it that I heard there's going to be like a a TV series about Star Force? Of course, with uh, that's it. I got from the office. I can't. I just uh, Carell, oh, Steve yes. Carell, yes, yes, is uh, doing Space Force for Netflix, and it's going to be awesome. <laughs> I can't wait to be honest with you. <laughs> he plays that kind of role so very well—the satirical, straight face, but yet at the same time farcical. Yeah, it's going to be good. I think. I think there's a lot of promise there. Yeah, I think we'll uh, we'll be laughing. Well, Tyra, what are we talking about today in the main section of our program? We are talking about Star Wars. We probably okay. We get sued by Disney if we don't stop. Yeah, that's right. And since Disney owns it, we will get sued. Exactly. What is Disney doing today? Suing a seventh, a second grade teacher. Oh, great! Thank you, Disney. Here's your cease and desist order for that letter for your Mickey Mouse ears in your classroom. That's right. But no, Star Wars. Wow, that's a big topic. I know, I, we, I know. But we've broken it down. Theory, right? Yeah, we've broken it down. Original okay. trilogy first. Oh, good. Because if not, we'd be here for you know a few days. <laughs> I know. Because well, we could be here for our first day, few days with just the original yeah, trilogy. That's true. that's true. So, Tyra, when did you first see the original Star Wars? Okay, so this was it was May 1977. Right. I was eight, going on nine. I was but two going going on three. <laughs> yeah, I will tell you a story about my husband in a minute. But, uh, <laughs> he wasn't born yet. He wasn't. I was in a theater on Memorial <laughs> Drive in the second row with my mother. There you go. <laughs> who was completely, I'm sure, befuddled because she never was into sci-fi, but did take me to go see the first two. And I think I saw the last one on my own, but... Um, Awesome. Yes. So, like you, my husband was all of like six weeks. Yeah, I was. I was two going on three. I saw it on VHS for the first time, and that was right before Empire came out. And we had a we, we had a VCR since 1976. Um, now, for, <laughs> so, for our younger listeners that may not yeah, know what a VCR a video is, set recorder, a VCR. <laughs> It's a tape and a big black. Your, your mother, you probably, your mother's probably have actually have some, you know, Disney movies. <laughs> Disney movies on there. These giant boxes. Look for that. You'll see and, them made into purses now. There's yeah, actually really weird. some yeah. Disney purses that are made to look like the old VHS. Oh my gosh! Uh, and there was VHS and Betamax, but Betamax lost in the marketplace, and VHS won. 
because of the adult entertainment industry. That's right. They adopted VHS. They did. And as like everything else in the world, it is shaped by that. Yes. But no, I watched it first there and instantly fell in love. I had all the toys since I can remember. My parents, you know, I had every Empire tour, every every ship, everything, everything from Star Wars. Lucas hit on a brilliant idea with Jenner. I love the, the that you know it toys of the eighties uh, thing on Netflix talking about that because Star Wars was it was a way of life. It was oh, a yeah. way of life, and it, it didn't separate. You know, you weren't a nerd for liking Star Wars. You weren't a geek for liking Star. Wars. You weren't anything. You were just everybody was a Star Wars fan. No, it's true, and it really heralded. In, like, Battlestar Galactica, Star yes. Trek The Next Generation, the Star Trek movies. All of that starts back because of Star Wars. Oh, yes. I mean, Star Trek has been off the air for a few years at this point. It's been put back on in syndication. People are fan petitioning. Some of the first conventions are coming out, and then Star Wars comes out and changes it. It creates the summer blockbuster. It does. Well, that and Jaws. That and Jaws. That and Jaws, Yes. Jaws was the first. Jaws was actually the first movie to be pre-sold. Like right. they started the campaign for Jaws way before it came out. Well, way before in 1970s terms, uh, and certainly by the time Star Wars came out, they were full on to this idea of the blockbuster, which you know we get Indiana Jones out of that as well, yes. and I yes. get more Harrison Ford. Raiders, Raiders of the Lost Ark. We don't have Raiders without Star Wars. We don't. I mean, because no. you know, we 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 create this this mythos that that these two men together you know spielberg and lucas can do anything and so we get it we, we get all these great movies but with star wars to get into this i really want to bust a few myths that you know that even the makers such as you know george lucas either you love him or you hate him would had has propagated out there as if he had planned all this series of movies all along and lies. i'm just like lies lies you made a you were trying to get to make flash gordon and you couldn't get the rights to flash gordon got shot down on that and a company bet on you based on your friend Coppola, who said, hey, this guy can make a good movie, and Star Wars is made. And there was no plan. It was a beginning, middle, and end film. There was no need for sequels. There, you could have honestly watched Star Wars and called it, but the fan demand was there. The movie made billions of dollars. Yeah. Well, and, and we know this because if you're Alan Dean Foster... Oh, uh, yes. You got sold a swamp land in Florida. In, not yes, Florida. Where do we not have swamp land? Exactly. In, in Arizona. Arizona. Oh, no. yeah. Swampland in Arizona. Yep. Because there's a book called, for those of you who have not seen it, called Splinter of a Mind's Eye. Can you still buy it? Yes, you can. And it is very non-canon. Um, it was supposed very. to be canon. Very, yeah, very non-canon. Involves a relationship between Luke and Leia. Things that we don't know. That even even in Empire doesn't get addressed. And honestly, we can get into Empire in just a second, but it's the third film that makes you realize Lucas didn't have a plan at all. Well, I think that book makes you realize that Lucas didn't have a right. plan. Well, Lucas was just trying to just drive up the fan base. He, 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 was, he was brilliant when it came to marketing. And so he's like, I need a teaser to keep going, and here's, here's this story, and I'm not going to stick to it at all. <laughs> no, no, they're not. Yeah, I thought it was a sequel. Well, yeah, I thought he was writing the sequel to Star Wars. I know, the poor man. I feel I've, out of everybody who got <sighs> – No, we'll get to him too, my, our future guy here. <laughs> oh, yeah, down at the end we'll talk to you. But so Splinter of Mind's Eye is about the love affair of Luke and Leia, which everybody should have just now like done the shimmy in their oh, chair. Really? Oh, really? No. Oh, oh. It was Game of Thrones before Game of Thrones, people. <laughs> so. It's true. But then it wasn't canon because then we had Empire Strikes, Empire Strikes Back. Back. And that's when I got to the theater. I saw that theater for the first time, and wow. I mean, one – it, it took on a big thing because it did propagate that there is a third film coming because it ends on such a down note. Spoiler alert. Han is frozen in carbonite. <laughs> this <laughs> so, is not a happy ever after ending. <laughs> oh, and you have uh, the, uh, the other thing. Luke Luke loses the fight. Things that weren't supposed to happen. As an, you know, it's, it, it's a true middle film. Well, and he and, loses a, a hand, we'd like yeah, to say. We lose Han, you know. <laughs> we lose Han and we use hand. And what's really fascinating, and this stuff people already know, but maybe our listeners don't, there was a good chance Harrison Ford wasn't coming back. He right. was he was trying to get out of not doing any. He hated Han Solo, hated the character. He's been trying to get out of Han Solo since, Star since he's Wars. been Han Solo, yes. <laughs> Which is so sad because he really plays it so well. Every character he plays is Han Solo. It's just, well, true. It's well, he hates the character. It's a little self-hate there. So, <laughs> well, there was a lot going on on that set. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yes, there was. 
Luke and Leia may not have been getting it on, but, well, Leia and Han definitely were. <laughs> yes. Which explain? I mean, so if you think about it, and you're George Lucas and the his wife at the time that was helping him write. And his you, first wife wrote his, the movies? Yes. <laughs> so when you look at the movies and you see this amazing chemistry between Carrie Fisher and Harrison Ford, well, shocker. They were yeah. sleeping together. Street <laughs> behind the scenes. They had a, 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 a pretty much a ten-year, fifteen-year uh, affair that they only did while they were filming Star Wars movies. I know. And the funny thing is, there's a and I'll, I've linked it in the show notes. Mark Hamill was on Graham Norton, and if you don't know who Graham Norton is, you need to find out because he's hilarious. He yeah, he also does a lot of geeky stuff too. He does a ton of geeky stuff, but um, he talked about Carrie Fisher keeping a secret, and he said, "If you ever wanted anybody to know anything, you told." Carrie, yes, because it would, and you would tell Carrie it was a secret, and she would just put it. It would be on Twitter in in five minutes. Right. (laughs) Well, this is even back in the day. She would have no. It'd be in her new book. I mean, Carrie was such a prodigious writer. I mean, she it would be somewhere. But the thing, but Harrison Ford, she kept a secret. Kept that a secret. Yeah. So that was Carrie's great big. uh, The only secret she probably ever kept for that. Her one man. Her her one act shows were where you know just. Yeah, <laughs> there's no secrets being kept. No. I know more details about her love life. I think my own. Um, so. Well, the the she did call Harrison Ford. Yes, and talk to him about it. And the wife that Harrison Ford was with at the time, because Harrison was not single, um, had passed no. away by the time Carrie wrote her book. She died right. of cancer. Right. So, um, I think he's on wife number three or four. Three or four. Yeah. Three, because he's with Callista Flockhart. He's, he's still with Callista, okay. And they've been together for a long time. Yeah, I think 20 years now. Yeah, I think it's his longest relationship so far. Yeah. But um, back to Star Wars. I, so, so, many, so many things. Star Wars is completely in so many loopholes. But again, it, it just, let's just get that myth out of the way. These were not planned films. No. And, and oh, it was just after their success. And can I just say that something that we we talk about, we but we don't necessarily talk about it, is that these films were so unique. Let's just talk about Star Wars. Yes. And that there was a strong female, independent, kick-ass female. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, Princess Leia wasn't the princess, the princess that just needed rescuing. She just really needed a sidekick. Uh, so. Right. She just needed a blaster. Just get me out right. of the cell, and I'll take care of the rest. Yeah, and she, I mean, yes, yes, she was sexualized. We can talk about Return of the Jedi and every boy fantasy when I was a kid, and her in the, the bikini. But... It really, she she was so much more than that. And oh, even when she was in the bikini, she was more than that. Oh, yeah, she, oh, she kills Jabba the Hutt. I mean, right. she, it's she's awesome. awesome. She's just awesome. Um, she, you know, she's an admiral. She's a general. She's all these things. And at the same time, princess is the last of her titles. Yes, you know, and, well, Leia, and you know, she was a love interest, but she is a leader. I mean, and she was a strong love. And she, it harkens back to me because I love. Uh, Spencer Tracy and Catherine Hepburn movies. Yes. Yeah, it, that that yeah. kind of Catherine Hepburn character that's strong and feisty, but and still, care. but still a woman. And still a woman. Yep, very much so. And also, you, you get two different kind of male heroes in the film. Yes. Well, you get yeah. you get, you get the rogue mm-hmm. with Han Solo, your, and, your classic Western guy, and Lando Calrissian. And Lando Calrissian. I'm just saying, you get these classic. You get this really split, and then you and then you get the farm boy. Who has to grow and mature into his role. And yeah. I think Mark Hamill was perfect for that. I do, too. I think that that was the role for Mark. I mean, I don't know that anybody would have done it as well as he did. Come across it I, I, in, in an innocent way, as if it was actually happening to him. Yeah. 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 Well, in some ways, maybe it was. Yes. Very much so. You know, because um, very different than Carrie, who had grown up around Hollywood. And yep. very much like a princess that she played had grown up in an adult society. Yes. You know, and her parents, in some ways, were Hollywood royalty. You know, yeah. kind of that thing. Rat Pack. She was a she was a, she's a child of the Rat Pack. She's you know her mother, Debbie Reynolds, uh, was beloved, and I mean lounge singer, Vegas act, all these kind of things. On top of being Hollywood starlet, so I mean she grew up in Hollywood royalty. She did. Yeah, and if you look at Harrison Ford, he was. Uh, oh my gosh! You know, making his way, trying to. He was a carpenter. He's a carpenter. He was in Carpenter on the set, and, and Lucas had found him, you know, for his previous film, American Graffiti, and just hey, um, he beats out all these notable guys trying to get the Han Solo role. I mean, yeah. we could just list every A-lister in Hollywood, you know, 
who he beats out, and it's amazing. Yeah, and it's I think if I remember correctly, it's because of the chemistry test that they did. Yep. So, and, yeah, and trust mean, me, there was chemistry. Charlie Martin Sheen, Al Pacino. Oh, I mean, I mean, the list of actors who came out for that role he turned down. It's 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 it's, it's amazing. So I was, of course, a Han Solo girl. Yes, I. And as a young boy, I loved I, I loved Luke Skywalker. I wanted to be Luke Skywalker. And at the same time, I mean, I, also the bad guy was somebody you could identify with. You loved Darth Vader. You loved to hate him. You wanted him to get beat, but he was just really cool. He was yeah. mystical and yeah. He's one of the few, if you think about iconic bad characters, yes. that people have the sort of endearment to. Yes. Even oh. before we found out who's who, who he yeah, was. Even the great reveal in Return of the Jedi. And, and Empire, excuse me. Um, after even before that, it, it was just that that guy's cool, you know. Right. There was a it's certain that voice, James Earl Jones. I mean, <laughs> James Earl this Jones. This is CNN. I mean, you just, <laughs> just every, <laughs> even as a kid, I was like, is that a Star Wars movie? Oh, it's just CNN again. <laughs> it certainly launched him in a totally different kind of career. Yes, I mean, I mean. Uh, uh, what roles do you identify him? Do you, you know, remember him in the Conan movie? Yes, you remember him in that. But you remember him as the voice of Vader and the voice of some, uh, the voice of um, Mustafa. Yes, so, yes. So it's just it's it's crazy. So which out of the first three is your favorite? I am the weirdo. I love Return of the Jedi. Do you really? So why Return of the Jedi? The space battles are so awesome. As a kid who loved Star Trek and never got the space battles he wanted, the space battles in Return of the Jedi are amazing. I love Lando Calrissian flying the Millennium Falcon in that space battle, and they just turn around and go, it's a trap, and it's like, you're just into it. It's such an immense space battle. Um, I love the story in it. I love the fight. You know, I love the I love my, my favorite part, favorite fight scene in all of them is when Luke is hiding from the Emperor and from Vader, and, I, and he goes, well, if you won't turn your sister's will, and Luke gets pissed off and decides to kill everybody. <laughs> <laughs> and Luke goes to town, and I'm like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. let's do this. <laughs> and, it, you know, it, and it's this whole thing. It, it, you know, it's my problem with the Jedi mythos is that you have to be balanced. No, no character ever was balanced when they won a fight. You know, when right. Obi-Wan beats Darth Maul, you know, all the, they got mad for a minute. It's okay to get angry. Right. It's, it's the reason for your anger that, that matters. matters. Yes. Yeah. How you control it. And so he, he was he was going to save all his friends and buddies and everybody's life. And <laughs> you pick on my sister. I'm going to kick the crap out of everybody. <laughs> well, and Return is actually my favorite book. Oh, OK. Out of the three. Different. Yeah. Uh, if you read the the three movie adaptations, I have that yep. one has so much of Han Solo and what's going on in his head while he's in the carbonite. Yes, and that's actually what I like because more so in the movie, it really shows why he changes. Yep. Um, yep. And why? And he really does. He loves Leia so much. He's willing to let her to let go. Her. Yep. And it when we finally talk about the the newest trilogy, it's the reason that parts of it don't sit well with me. I don't even I, second the second part of that new trilogy really sits ill with me because of the way they treated Luke particularly. So well, and that too. So we'll just leave that over there for yep, now. There. But uh, my favorite what movie, is your favorite? Empire. Oh, of course, yeah. Because you know, you scruffy looking nerf herder. Scruffy little nerd herder. <laughs> and I I like it because Han is the hero. He uses that kind of rogueness about him when he goes out and he hunts for Luke at the beginning of it and saves him. Yes. That it's, it's amazing. I mean, it's, he steps up and becomes a character. He wasn't in the first. Yes. The, you know, yeah, until the, the end, until the very end, of course. And so and, now you get to see that it really changed him, even though he's like, I've got to get back to pay this debt. Yeah. And but he, but at the same time though, he won't leave her side until she knows she's safe. Right. He's not leaving. He doesn't get until she's on it until she's getting on a transport. And when that doesn't happen, he's like, get in the Falcon. We're going. Right, and yeah, I, I love, love I that part about that. I love that part of, with Han. I agree. That's it, it's his movie. It is his movie, and I and love him. Also, him ad libbing that line with Harrison Ford ad libbing "I know." Yes. <laughs> Instead of saying "I love you" or "Ditto" or whatever else, you know, Lucas had tried to pin in. When he says "I know," you're like, man, you're just the most bad dude in the galaxy. <laughs> <laughs> but it was, I, I mean, amazingly iconic. Probably exactly what they're real life relationship was kind of like in the sense of what was going on self-absorbed narcissistic you know there's a little bit of that scuffy little nerf herder yeah but it also was this 
in some ways, it was the acceptance that he could be loved. Well, also the fact that we know that he loved her. Oh, yeah. He put Chewie with her. Yeah. I mean, we know that he loved her. And I honestly, that's, again, the sins of the next movie is when she doesn't hug <laughs> Chewbacca first. Oh, well, at least... Just, and the the director has admitted, apologized over has and over apologized again, and said, "I am." I screwed up. I screwed up. And maybe he'll redeem himself with the third movie. Oh please, God. dear God, yes. them a scene together or something. <laughs> so, um, I somehow missed the Star Wars holiday program. <laughs> you didn't miss much. Lucas, Lucas is glad you missed the holiday program, but Carrie Fisher sings. Everybody's on drugs. B. Arthur makes an appearance. Um, they go to the Wookiee homeworld for Life Day. It's just, just, it's so bad. And Carrie Fisher ends it with a song. I mean, <laughs> which we have in our notes for y'all to see. Yes, that's the entire holiday program. If you'd like to watch it, it gosh. Entertain yourself. <laughs> because the only thing that was really cool that really connected to the next film is they introduced Boba Fett, who and I, I make everybody mad. The most overrated character in all of Star Wars. Yeah, for how much he's on that screen. Oh my gosh! And has you know two horrible lines. I know, <laughs> and and the my problem is no, you cannot like him. He wanted to kill my man. Exactly. You know, I I, I just did, I was like, where is this dude going to do some cool stuff? Because Luke just showed up. He's killing everybody again. <laughs> so. Right, right. So Timothy's on. Oh, uh, to go into well, let's go. Let's go into another controversy first. I'm sorry. Okay. I don't, I, wait, wait, no, Timothy's on yet. Put that on pause. Okay, I'll go. Pause. I'm sorry, it's just okay. the Ewoks. Oh, I love the Ewoks. I know I, you love the Ewoks, but a lot it was a lot of backlash then because it was all about toy sales. A lot of people felt that way because if you don't know this, if, to our fans who don't know this, Lucas signed a contract of a lifetime with jenner toys and made his money that way so merchandising was a huge part of his thing because he didn't he wasn't getting a lot from you know from the studios well you know he he used that to buy the rights back right and that's my point is that so merchandising was important and so he you know he did he didn't kill off a lot of characters because he didn't want to kill toy sales and so you get these ewoks because the original plan was to land on kashyyyk the home of the wookies but he, but Lucas was quick to realize that if, if you do this, the Empire would have never conquered that planet. No, they're way too technologically advanced. They were, well, they're just too tough. I mean, the stormtroopers couldn't take a group of Ewoks, much less, <laughs> you know, they couldn't have ignored <laughs> a planet of Ewoks out there. I mean, you know, a planet of Wookiees, much less, I mean, they ignore these Ewoks because they don't think them of as a threat because that is very much an Empire idea that lesser beings, as they saw it, non-humans, were not important. And so... Lucas goes, okay, I gotta have something and come up with these little teddy bears that are gonna destroy the Empire. So, and it, it and to me, it works. I loved it, but I love the story. Uh, one of the most heartbreaking scenes in all of Star Wars is oh. when one of the little folks gets killed and the other one just curls up beside it and holds it. And you're just like, oh my God. And you're just crying. And you're like, I'm not crying. You're crying. I'm perclipped now. <laughs> See, I've already broke Tyra on that one because that one does. That one just kills you. And the the, the gravity of the film, it, it's build up to me is very well done. No, it's not Empire because it has to end on a happy note. I still, I just, I love it. I love it. Oh, I, I love the Ewoks. Now, first off, they were kind of like the right thing at the right time for me. I was a little bit older by then. Right, right. But um, I still have my Ewok. There you go. And I still think they're adorable. And I love the fact that it really kind of puts aside this idea of just because it's a primitive culture does not mean that it can't succeed against technology. Not just primitive, but, you know, they weren't the nicest of people. They were going to eat them. Well, that's true. That's not <laughs> you know, Ewoks as if they're cute, sweet, and everything. I was like, in the first five minutes you meet them, they're going to eat half of them. <laughs> and then the, the golden one shows up and Luke <laughs> fakes him god powers. <laughs> They learn from Ghostbusters. You know, when somebody asks you if you're a god, you say yes. Yes. <laughs> you say yes. And then you will pretend to be their god. <laughs> and I, I will say that I think that C-3PO. Oh, yes. Is, oh, and I, I, that's the one, another thing I miss in this, the newer trilogy is that there's not a. There's not the go-to humor <sighs> sidekicks. No. There's I mean, just. Rogue One. Yes. Yes, Rogue One did it so well. So well. It vocalized. It gave a human voice to Chewbacca in a sense. I mean, that, that's that, that's his Chewie. 
Yeah, I would agree. In Rogue One, and I, I, the the, the other films have had, um, they've tried to overdo the co- the comedy of, especially in the prequels with, three uh, PO and R two D two, but it's just not worked. But they played off so well, so well in the fr- in, in the first two films, in the first three films. No, I, I I totally agree. And Anthony Daniels is just hilarious, period. He's a funny guy. Oh, my He's God. Funny. When he would host the costume contest at Dragon Con, I was, was on the floor. Oh, yeah. I was, it was a blast. Well, but, moving on to the guy who I think got harmed the most by new movies being made. Oh. Tyra thinks so, too. I mean, I do. I'm, I'm, I do. I'm, I'm not speaking for you. I'm just something we've talked about before. But Timothy Zahn, who's not only one of my favorite Star Wars writers, he's one of my favorite writers. And his take on the Star Wars universe was what I wanted the sequels to be. Yes. They could have just filmed those. I would have been happy. Yes. I didn't need any explanation about the gap, anything else. It's a perfect story. If you've not read the Zahn trilogy, you're missing out. It's the second best bad guy ever to come out in the Star Wars universe with um, Grand Amble Thrawn. Yeah. And you're, you're missing out on really good uh, character development with Luke and him falling in love and the consequences of that and Mara Jade and – all these kind of things. All yeah. these wonderful stories. It's just great. And the sad thing was, if they had just taken that and then maybe did the next three after them... Yes. Would have been great. So there's some other books that are written that were considered canon for a while. Before, and then not. And then not. Sold <laughs> them. Disney. Sorry. Bye. Um, <laughs> and out of those, some of them I don't like at all. Uh, uh, you hate the Truce of Akuro, right? I think that's the one you hate the most. Yes. Is that's that the one where Oh, no, it's the courtship of uh, uh, Princess Leia is the one you hate the most. Yeah, that piece of... Filth. It really is just trash. It's filth. Um, Because what it does is it takes Han back, and it takes her back in character development. I do not like 40 steps backwards in character development. And they do. They they take them from being equals to, I've got to win the girl, and I don't care to because I'm this rogue, and I just don't want to do it. It's 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 bad. No, no, bad. It's just bad writing. It's bad. They had not read... (laughs) Return of the Jedi. So they did not understand his character they development. Her. Well, but, they didn't watch the last couple of scenes in Return of the Jedi when he looks at her and goes, well, if you still love him, you go you, you go be with him. He was willing to give her up I because my he boy. loved her. My, my okay. Yeah. Um, yep. But Zahn, just don't ignore that book. Ignore it. Yes. Zahn's books are awesome. And uh, he's he's an amazing writer to begin with, but just the way he connected with his characters and you feel like you're this is what would happen it feels natural and normal and i i kind of wish that maybe they'd read these books i wish they had i mean i wish i think i think abrams did you can tell there's some there's some elements of that in the newer films from the zon books um there i mean especially you know the new death star that kind of stuff that was kind of a zon trope um you didn't get the the bad guy though Grand Admiral Thrawn. They needed to use. They needed him to be their bad guy. So much so that they went and re- they recanonized him <laughs> by putting him in Star Wars Rebels, the cartoon, and putting him back in the Star Wars universe and tying it all in. And yeah, and, and giving Zahn another book. He wrote, you know, a, a new a new version of Grand Admiral Thrawn, Good. which just it, they they owed it to him because. And that's again, again, if you don't think you have a power as a fan, you do because fans, the Star Wars community, for good and for bad gets their voice out and gets out there and says, we want this and our, we want this guy back. And they've done this several times. Right. But while you're getting your voice out there, don't be rude to actors. Star Wars fans. I want to speak to all of us. Hello. Thank you. All right. Everyone listening. We're jerks sometimes just because we don't like something and someone else does, doesn't make it good or bad. Right. Or Let even people enjoy what they like. Right. Or even if you don't enjoy their character in a movie or think that their character was, you know, kind of, what the heck was this? Why is this person there? Don't be a, you know what, to them. Don't be a Richard, people. Don't be a Richard to them on their social media because it has driven several of the young actors in the newest Star off Wars of social media. off of social media, which is horrible because two of them I really, really enjoyed following on Instagram and they left. Yep. Because well, the other one, the other thing is, is that guys, listen, just because they don't look like you doesn't mean they're not good actors. They're not good. They're not talented. And then, and then because they're in there, that that's not the only reason they're there. Stop using harsh words like token. I'm just going ahead and say that right now. Don't use those things. Right. Oh. Is, it, it, even if you think that is true, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. These are talented actors and actresses who are going out there to make what we have begged for good Star Wars movies. That is absolutely true. 
And as much as I hate the, the prequels, I'm thankful for it because it gave me more Star Wars. And I don't like the new movies all that much, but it's more Star Wars. I like I get to see Star Wars on on the big screen, and I'm really looking forward to the new television show. And yeah, I'm looking forward to that. And the Mandalorian, yeah, yeah. And going back to kind of let's talk about Billy D. Williams. Oh yes, because we I, we didn't even bring that up with Empire. I mean, oh, to, offering yes, <laughs> yeah. To put him there and to make him. First so off, cool. so cool, a <laughs> so leader. Cool. And again, another story of, you know, redemption. redemption and then what he becomes. Yes. Is well, it, well, I, again, uh, it goes into the new films, but having not having him in these first two movies is a shame to me. Especially that I there agree. was a perfect point for him to come in in, in, in The Last Jedi. You know, he, he should have saved Leia. Yeah, there's definitely. I mean, there's there's definitely places where his character could be put in, and where we could find out. Oh, more. that whole subplot with the in the new in the in the new series with yeah. trying to find the guy that can break the lock, and I'm going, you've got yeah. Lando Calrissian out there. Uh, <laughs> yes, let's just let that go. Let, I let, am sorry, please. Okay, but Lando, his story, being this guy who had to betray, but did it because he was trying to save his entire people. Right. So he had risen above this kind of you know gambler rogue. Right. And had you know basically won a city. And yes. stepped up to be responsible for it and stepped up to understand that sometimes you have you to have protect. to do something wrong to save a lot of people. Yeah. Even if it's hurting people. Like, he obviously cared about. He loved Han. Yeah, he right. thought, uh, yeah, he thought I was like a brother, so. And sometimes you have to go, I, I got to throw you to the lions because I got this I other got a, stuff. I got 100,000 people here who are going to die if I don't do it. Mm-hmm. And yeah. he also thought he was saving Leia and he thought he was saving Chewbacca. He really, I mean, he... He really thought that. It, 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 one of the best lines is, "Don't make me change that. Don't make me change the you know the lines of our of our deal again." You know that line from Vader saying, "Don't make me change our arrangement again." Yeah. How many times I, this was done over and over again? Well, and can I tell you, classic classic moment when you watch these movies is when they walk in to have um, the meal. Yes. And there he is at the end of the table. It's just you can, and then and, and Han immediately goes to the blaster. Yeah, and, and and what's really great is watching Vader let himself get shot at because he knows it's not gonna hurt him. Right. He's just like, yeah, fire ahead, boy. Go ahead, get it, get it out of your system, and I'll sit down and have, have a meal. <laughs> yes. Oh, and can I just say, Han shot first. Oh, please. Uh, yeah. Why? Okay, Lucas, leave your own creation alone. Han shooting first makes sense for his character. Mm-hmm. He's not a good guy at the beginning. Well, it doesn't matter even if he's not a good guy. The other guy's going to kill him, and if you know no, it, no, and- I'm just saying, but he's not. The, he's not. He's not the, the noble knight that he keeps trying to make him to be. He's the rogue, and yeah, the rogue shoots first when he thinks he's in trouble. Right, especially when he knows the other guy's going to kill him. Yeah, and he's like, "You did." <laughs> it's an old west move. Come on. Yes, absolutely. I mean, so- straight out of cowboy movies, one hundred and one. Well, I hate it when uh, J.K. Rowling does this sometimes. Uh-huh about her characters like she she came back and said well you know that maybe she didn't do the right thing with Harmony ending up with Ron instead of yeah instead of Harry and Harry I'm like stop stop the middle child has to win something yes he gets the girl he didn't get anything else he gets the girl girl and it's an awesome girl and yes she's amazing she gets him I mean he's a great guy yeah no I I think Ron is fabulous because here he is the you know the brother that has to prove himself all the time. Yes, he well he's he's Sam from Lord of the Rings. He can't yes. he can't <laughs> he can't be great because so, he has two greater people in front of him. So he has to play the role of the guy who just shows up, right? But shows up continually. Oh, it shows up no matter what. And the guy that loves the smartest truly girl, loves. truly yes. loves truly. the smartest girl in the world. Yep, and is willing to say she's smarter than me, better than me. Yeah, and That's, I love that. I do too. And again, that goes with it, it goes with this. Um, yes, that's the dynamic in Star Wars, is, and it goes through all the films. Is that none of these characters are better than the other? You know, Leia's not a better person than Luke. Luke's not a better person than Leia, and Han's not better than either one of them. They all are needed at different times. Yeah, they, none of them could have done each other's jobs in no. the film. Can you I know? can I just tell you my favorite one of my favorite moments out of all three trilogies. Actually, two of them actually happen in in Return. 
Okay. Is when um, when you over to return being your favorite film. <laughs> I know. I'm <laughs> slowly happening. Is yeah. when um, Leia frees Han. Yes. And he realizes, and we all realizes realize it's the girl. It's the girl who saved the guy. Who yeah. saved the guy, which is awesome, and probably had such an effect on me as a young woman. <laughs> That I just didn't comprehend. That's the other thing is the films, they never get into that trope where it has to be the girl being rescued all the time. Right. And now, they, all, they all needed saving every once in a while. <laughs> and then when they're in the, um, they're making the plans and it's right after that and many. Yeah. No, no. When he's, when they say, you know, many, whatever died for this information. Right. And they're like, we need a team to lead. <laughs> and he's like, General Solo. And everybody's like, what the who? F- <laughs> and the look on Leia's face is seriously. It still makes me tear up every time I see that scene mm-hmm. because it not only is that moment. It's not about him loving her. It's about him realizing about the greater good. Yeah, I've got it. I'm not. He's not running away this time. He's not no. even talking about running away this time. No, he's taking. She's, a- risked, she's risked everything to come get him. And 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 honestly, story wise, it's not really important. And I'm gonna, and, and I'm talking about just the Star Wars. I'm talking, about, I'm not yeah, talking about the no. story itself. He, saving Han Solo could be argued as a waste of time. Right, I agree with you because they could just say they found him or whatever. Right, or or just say they didn't. Well, he just they didn't need him. No, he did. Huh? Yeah, no, I could agree with that. I'm just saying. I'm just saying for that part. But with him, and then him, he really he's like they did this for me. It's that it's, it's that part of that growth. I have to. I, he's been giving back this entire time, and it's just that continued of this is what I do now. Mm-hmm. Well, and in many ways, for that particular operation to be pulled off, they needed somebody who was not in the box. Oh yeah. You know, oh yeah. That Glico. Yeah. yeah, let's use the little guys with their. Let's, let's put the Wookiees to. Let's put these little you know Chewbacca kids to work. <laughs> Chewbacca was babies. It'll be fine. <laughs> no, I um. I, you know, we've we've gotten some bad things, and we've talked about this before. Stop with prequels. All you do with a prequel is ru- usually ruin a story, and we're seeing this over and over again. Mm-hmm. Um, the only prequel I'm interested in at this point is I'd like to see the adventures of Obi Wan Kenobi. I would love to see Ewan McGregor play an older version of himself in those middle years before Luke comes along, and what you know how how what he was doing during during those grown up years. I really would like to see that. Other than that, stop because you tried with Solo, it did not work. Yeah, but Rogue One was awesome. Rogue One was great. Now, that, no, wait, that one works because it didn't connect any of the characters. Yeah, and you're it, absolutely right. I love that. I mean, it gave us a little background on Leia. And, you know, you hear rumor, rumor, rumors of a Princess Leia film because Millie Brown, little girl from uh, Stranger Things, wants to play Princess Leia so bad it's not even funny, which we, I think she could do it. But at the same time, I don't want to know any more about the younger years of Leia. If anyone had a rough childhood, it's Luke. <laughs> there that moisture farm. And I don't want to see his young adventures being a moisture farmer. <laughs> no, because there's nothing exciting there. Right. Nothing, happen- nothing happens with Leia. Nothing's happening with Luke. Y- young, they tried Solo. I like parts of it. I hate other parts of it. <laughs> and the other love interests that they try to create. And, you know, I love oh. the actress. I just didn't like the part that she had to play. I mean, it's just, yeah. Here's the shelf. Go put it on there. Right. I mean, give me some sequels. Give me some stories. Tell me what they're doing now. That or kind of stuff. Tell me about different people in the universe. Yes. Tell me about yes. secondary characters. Tell me about... Right. Which I hear this last film is the last of the time we'll hear about the Star, uh, the Skywalkers, which is going to be interesting. Yeah, because I think that... And I'm, I'm just going to say this because we need to be moving toward the end here. But to me, the Star Wars movies are about the Skywalkers. It's the Skywalker family. And if you they've missed that... Yes. I think they missed the boat because these movies are about the Skywalkers. The first, the the first trilogy, the three, what is it, four, five, and six are the Skywalkers. Only the Skywalker movies, yeah. One, two, and three are about the Skywalkers. <laughs> if seven, eight, nine aren't, then <laughs> then screw all of you. You missed the point of this movie. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, I hated what Lucas did, and we can talk about this in the grand picture. Because in four, five, and six, I do believe Vader can be redeemed. And he's redeemed in, in the sixth film. But when you put one, two, and three in there, Darth Vader is no longer redeemable. Yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you completely. The moment he kills the younglings. Yeah. Yep. It's, that's it. That there's, guy's an evil. That's like saying you redeemed Hitler. It doesn't work. No, there's a line, and I agree with you completely. That the, that part of the, the third movie 
ruins it. Yeah. To me, ruins ruins Return of the Jedi, ruins Redemption story. Because if Luke knows that about his father, he kills his father. Oh yeah. Why wouldn't you? Yeah. I mean, and that's and that, that's a bold statement on my part in, in in nerddom, and I just that's why I don't like the prequels. I think it makes it makes the redemption story that the the Hamlet thing, the the Macbeth concept, this whole Shakespearean build he tries to do just fall apart. Is that one moment? They didn't have to do it. They didn't have to do it. No, some things you, there was better ways. But we can talk about the oh, first well, the prequels in our next time. Prequels <laughs> in our next time, but not our next episode. No, next episode. No, we're gonna wait, make you wait. Make we're you. gonna make you wait, uh, Ooh, mostly because I have to go back and watch them in their entirety again. <laughs> <laughs> bad Star Wars. Bad. bad. I, well, no, I've seen I've seen the first I know, two I ones, with you, and I've seen so. most of the third one. You keep closing your eyes. I do. I'm like, I can't watch. And I finally saw the part where he kills everybody. Yeah. And I'm like, well, no wonder I didn't watch this movie. <laughs> eh? I wonder Will just walked out. Like, I'm done. <laughs> I quit. But I do remember the excitement I felt. Yes. Um, and I'll give you a slight uh, preview of uh, the Burton family ideas about the first movies. My husband actually doesn't mind Jar Jar Binks. Okay, I'm. I'm gonna say this too. I didn't. I didn't think he was the worst thing ever. Yeah, that's what my husband I, said. I was so happy to have a Star Wars movie coming out. I didn't care. I didn't care that there was this goofy sidekick kind of thing. I didn't yeah. care that, you know, Qui Gon Jinn couldn't act with a blue screen, and you know, I didn't care. <laughs> there was dudes with lightsabers and space battles. The thing I didn't like, and I still hate, was Jake Lloyd, the casting of that kid oh, to yeah. play young. Trying to make Anakin that that young to me was just dumb. It was creepy. It was creepy. creepy. It was really weird. I'm just going to give my kid up to these strange men that want to play with boys. I, it, well, I just can't. <laughs> I can't. We'll talk about it then. Tara's yep. scrubbing her brain. Okay. So next time on the geeky side, I have no idea what we're talking about. A little bit about the geeky side of romance. We're going to get people ready for Valentine's Day. Oh, that's right. I forgot. It'll be time to bring out the romance. And, and the geeky side, folks. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been Will Nix, your host of the most, and Tyra Burton. Say bye, Tyra. I know, y'all. It's not really bye. It's <laughs> see you next time. This is why we work so well together, because we can't tell each other what to do. That's Have right. a great time from the geeky side. Bye, y'all. <laughs>